0: Welcome back in another episode, Startups, Sparks and Serendipity. Um, Thank you all for giving us feedback for the first episodes. We are still on the runway, um, still trying to improve, of course, uh, and we have different topics in the lineup for today. Um, The biggest one is around Y Combinator, which some of you probably know. We're going to have a book recommendation, and we're also going to have a quote as always. And we have another person, of course, as always in the room. Hi, Mike. Good to talk again. Hey, Max.
1: I'm very hyped for today. <laughs> Good to hear. How's it going on your side? Going well. Isolation is going well. I'm hyper productive. It's a bit I mean as the word says, isolating, but <laughs> other than that, uh, the company's progressing, I'm progressing, so I'm just making the best out of it. What about you? How are you doing? Can't complain either.
0: I mean uh, also uh, from from a weather perspective, it's getting better. I'm I'm filling up my vitamin D. Uh, Mm. proportions in my body which is always great i'm also agreeing uh, I, I see myself being way more productive um, because i can kind of organize different topics from my home desk and don't need to drive around or mm. or have different laptops in place or whatever um, and, and it's super helpful i think and uh, it gives me a good recharge of different topics that have been on the side and, and need to be need to be re re-hit again
1: yeah, that's true.
0: Good to talk. I mean, um, we have an interesting topic today, and of course, you are the perfect expert to talk about it. Um, I mean, we've both gone through the process a little bit, but I think you have been a YC company. Of course, you have gone through it, um, and and YC is just a big name in the startup world for kind of. Um, Supporting and, and accelerating startups, um, not just in the U.S. but but globally, and I think different startups has come out of it, like Airbnb and and I think Stripe and others. Mm-hmm. I and mean, as, as a first question to you, I think, of course, YC is a renowned accelerator, still you can see that there are quite, quite a lot of accelerators um, within the US, but also globally. And I think also for the people who haven't heard of YC before, what is the reason generally for startups to join accelerators and what makes them maybe different from classical incubators that we have seen for, for some years?
1: Mm, Yeah. So lots of questions at once. I'll try to answer them one by one. So first of all, YC was the very first startup accelerator in the sense that they are doing, or basically they originated the idea of how accelerators work today, which is you take a couple of people that are building startups and you help them over a predefined period in YC's um, program. It's three months. And that's usually the length of other accelerator programs as well. And you try to give them support and you try to give them everything they need to become better founders and to build better startups. And uh, YC originated actually as a summer program for college students. So uh, the the founders of YC were thinking about different things. They had built a company before uh, that they sold And then they they, they just had this idea of fostering entrepreneurship and they thought, hey, college students in the summer, why would they do an internship if they could also work on their own companies? So they start with the very first small batch, gave them some money. And then gave them their own experience and tried to help them to build better companies and In the first couple of batches for those college students, a lot of very interesting people were were actually part of that Sam Altman was in one of the first batches uh, The twitch founders were in one of the first batches, so mm-hmm. lots of great people and Then very soon they noticed that this new concept that they had could be extremely successful and expanded it from a couple of college students to basically founders from all the world applying to the program. And yeah, it's a, it's a very great program. For those who don't know it, basically what Web Combinator is doing is funding early stage startups and then trying everything they can to help them succeed. And yeah, we were part of the Web Combinator Summer Badge 2019 with our startup Blair, and it was a life-changing experience. It was really great. And I think today... We wanted to talk about the YC application, right? Mm-hmm. Where which is only one very small part of the YC experience, but it's one part that you have to get through if you want to become part of Y Combinator. And the actual acceptance rate is lower than that of Harvard or Stanford, so uh, it's fairly tough to get in, so I wanted to provide some context and some input on what we have learned from other alumni and from our own experience to basically help those who listen to this and uh, want to apply to YC to get a better understanding of how it works. I think that's, that's the goal for today, right?
0: Absolutely, and and maybe one question before that, um, which is important before people jump into the application process. In case of, like they want to actually do the writing, mm-hmm. who should like which kind of company should apply? Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of limitation to do because you you want to start the writing, but is there any limitation mm-hmm. um, from your perspective?
1: Yeah, so I, I just noticed that I didn't answer like all of your questions and <laughs> just, sure. just started talking. So basically, why would you join an accelerator? And the first question is, who should even apply? That's, that was actually a very good question. So every company that sees themselves as a startup, and a startup, per definition, at least, like, what Paul Graham and, and the others uh, in the YC ecosystem are, uh, are saying is a company that can grow really, really fast and has the ambition to become really, really big. That's obviously very simplified, but that's what it is. It's not a pizza restaurant. Uh, it's not uh, some small business that you want to make profitable, but not really scale. It's something that can be, uh, become a potentially really big company, can IPO. And that's basically the companies that can apply. And then also, it's very much focused on technology companies. Uh, There can be technology in the sense of software, but YC has also shifted a lot towards biotech companies, for example, and is funding more and more companies in the biotech space as well. So every technology company that has the ambition to become a huge company uh, that's a very simplified view of who should apply. And then also I think filling out this application is actually extremely helpful for you, even if you don't get in. Because mm-hmm. what the application forces you to do is think a lot about very a very diverse set of questions about your company that many investors will ask at some point. So it helps you in fundraising later on. But it's also very helpful to decide for yourself very early on uh, where you want to set your focus, and you can just avoid a lot of mistakes if you think about some things up front. So that's why I think actually filling out the application is really, really helpful, regardless of whether you get in or not.
0: Good to, good to hear. And I think uh, maybe to, to now better understand the application process itself. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, writing is kind of the, the first part of, mm-hmm. of the process. Um, what did you actually look at, especially when writing the application? What should people look at um, in order to not make mistakes when writing mm.
1: it? Yeah, so basically how it works is there are a couple of questions. I don't know how many, like my maybe 25, like something in that area should be more or less correct that you have to answer about yourselves as founders and then also more importantly like I don't know if it's more importantly, but also uh, of the same importance, probably about the company that you're building. So YC is looking for, on the one hand, great founding teams, and sometimes they're actually founding they're actually funding teams to work on different ideas because they really like the teams but don't like the ideas. But generally, the <laughs> the idea that you provide and the company you're working on should be uh, sophisticated enough as well. And uh, then what I what I thought we would do is maybe go through a couple of these questions and then give a couple of examples of good answers and bad answers and what you should pay attention to and then just uh, also talk about a couple of more general tips and uh, some some guidance that we personally got that really helped us uh, do you think that that would be interesting absolutely i mean do you ha- do you have preferred questions or because i i, I have them
0: up on my list more or less, but I think we, we, if you have some that you like more than others or that can kind of mm-hmm. exemplify the problems and issues better.
1: I think let's start with uh, two of the most important ones, and then you can just uh, ask uh, like for the ones that you find most interesting. Exactly. Uh, so I think the very first one is just your company one-liner, right? And usually they phrase it in the way, describe your companies in 50 characters or less. And what you usually call that is the company one-liner. And There are very some very good company one liners and some very bad company one liners. And the company one liner is actually the very first thing the YC partner sees about your company when they open your application. So it's very important to immediately spark their interest, and then also it should make very clear what you're actually building because the quicker that's, that's the first tip that we got, the quicker. The partner understands what industry you're in and what product you're building, the quicker they can think about the relevant risks and questions they want to see answers to, right? Because if they don't know what they're dealing with, then it's very difficult for them to assess whether or not you are the right team or whether you're thinking about it in the right way. But if they understand very quickly what you're building, then the first step is actually done. And I can give you a couple of examples. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's say for bad one-liners, I, I can make two up. So yeah, that's a good one, uh, a good bad one. So you shouldn't do. You shouldn't use that. Changing the world of communication. So why, why do you think that could be a bad one-liner?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's obvious, right? I mean, communication is a big topic. Um, mm. Changing is not very specific. So I don't think it's, it's, it's clear to the point. I, I think it's, it's just misunderstandable of, of where the, the product or the solution can go with it and what the actual problem is.
1: Yeah. You have no idea what they are doing. Are they building a new Slack? Are they helping humans? Are they helping machines communicate? Are they helping animals communicate? Like You don't really know what they're building. They could be building everything from, I don't know, like a new Slack that's subscription-based to, I don't know, some like IoT business that like communicates between your fridge and uh, your laptop, so a lot mm-hmm. of things could be could be in there. And then uh, another example for a bad one-liner that's actually even worse. Uh, it's constructing a new reality, so uh, you actually you actually see these one liners from time to time because it's actually the the mission that they're following and then they see companies like Google with their don't be evil for a long time or mm-hmm. facebook uh, what was their one liner again something with like organizing the world's information that's a new one from google i'm I'm confusing those right now, but you know what I mean right They see these like i think, really, I think
0: facebook it was like connecting the world, but I think that was more the later stage,
1: the yeah. So yeah, it was connecting the world, from like that. Yeah, so basically they see these large companies, super successful companies having these very vague one-liners, but I think the, the reason for that is obvious, because they are Google and Facebook, so they do a lot of stuff, and they can deal with that, because people are already knowing, uh, people already know what they're actually doing, but no one knows what your startup is doing uh, up front. So you should actually try to describe what your startup is doing, and you should try to do it as specifically as possible. And actually, yeah, I just looked it up to organize the world's information. That's uh, in Google's mission statement. Mm-hmm. So, what could what could be good examples? I just uh, I'm currently looking at a list of YC companies and just pick some randomly. Can I ma- yeah, maybe, this-
0: Mike? Can I can I add one more thing? Um, maybe course, for the people yeah, go ahead. who know that, um, I know that different startups, for example, Uber, they had different taglines for different times. Right at the beginning, mm. they had a different tagline. At the end, at the at the end, I think at the at the beginning of mm. it was like everyone. One's private driver, and mm-hmm. now it's like I think now it, it says on the website, get there, your day belongs to you, or connecting you with the people, places, and things you love. So I think things mm-hmm. have changed. And of course, the more time surpasses, the more abstract a tagline gets, because more people know the mm-hmm. brand.
1: Yeah. And then also because they're expanding into other areas, right? Uber is a great example, because they started with black cabs, then they expanded into just everyday cars, and now they're doing food delivery. Mm-hmm. They're doing trucking. Yep. So you can't say anymore, press a button, get a ride, because you, want, you don't want to get it right. You want a pizza, Mm -hmm. so uh, you need to you need to change it over time. First of all, it should be very. That that was a very good point. Um, So it should be very specific. And I'm looking at a list. Uh, These ones are good. Fertility benefits for modern companies. Mm -hmm. You just know what what you're dealing with. It's about fertility. It's about benefits. So it's benefits in the sense of. Um, like having salary benefits uh, for employees, and then also modern companies. I don't really know what modern means. Probably they are targeting startups and not like large corporates. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, this is a fairly good description, in my opinion, because you know what you're dealing with. You can put it in one bucket in your head, and you can think about the relevant questions. Uh, Then the next one, team management for esports. That sounds very good as well. You know, okay, it's in the esports sector, and it's about team management. Mm-hmm. So it's about managing different esports teams, probably some SaaS tool. But I definitely know what I what I have to think about, and I can use our own uh, one liner that has developed a bit, or like that we iterated a bit on. And currently, it's financing higher education through income share agreements. So, if you know what income share agreements are, that would be helpful, right? But we just assume that most of the people that we talk to um, usually know what it is. And then higher education, very clear. It's uh, about attaining like some kind of degree or getting some kind of certificate. And then we finance it. So, we help students actually uh, get the education. So we we think that it's at least helpful for people to understand what we're doing fairly Absolutely. quickly.
0: Absolutely, I think, and and that's probably a, 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 the, it's, I think that's the second the second or the first question, and 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 if you can't answer that correctly, probably partners will kind of go over it not not anymore and kind of forget the other parts, which might be nice. And maybe an mm. additional question: what What's the biggest mistake that people make when writing uh, when writing the application form?
1: Or- that's tough. Uh, okay, I think I think uh, what I hear a lot is using just not being specific enough and just using high level generalizable language. Some people would say marketing speak. Other people would say bullshit. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's not being specific about what you what you're actually building and how you would actually want to achieve that. And I mean, we are a bit short on time today, but we'll probably dive deeper into the topic in, in one of the next episodes. But w- when I When I would give people one piece of advice, and that's something I heard from a lot of alumni, it's be very specific about what you're building, be very specific about how you're building it, and be very specific about how you want to achieve your goals. Because the more specific you are, the easier it is for the partners to assess whether or not they think that this is, uh, that you first know your stuff, and then also that you can describe your. Own company and what you do de- what you do in easy ways, because it becomes very important when you talk to customers, when you talk to investors, and when you talk about potential hires because hires need also, also need to understand what you 're doing right so the, the easier it is for founders to simply communicate what they are working on, the more successful they often are. At least that's, that's one of the things that YC believes in. And you actually see it in PG's writing style, right? If you read PG's blog, then you notice very clearly that he likes the succinct, direct style. Mm-hmm. And that's very much ingrained into YC's culture. And uh, I think that's, that's something that you should focus on if you write a YC application.
0: Absolutely, and and I would add there like because I wrote it as well, and we published it. And I think there are different people, different people that can help you. Just look on LinkedIn, look for former YC people, get in touch with them, ask for short feedback, and there will be lots of people helping you in case you need help
1: in in those in those times. Um, so I think yeah, I think everyone should have someone who gives feedback for the for the application. You can 100%. get in if you just write it and send it out, but uh, it's a probability game. You always want to increase your chance. Uh, every in in every single step of the process and just getting feedback from people who know stuff about it, or who know startups who can see uh, what their questions would be. Uh, I, I definitely recommend reaching out to people. And there are a lot of people that are helpful. There were so many people that were helpful to us in the process, and I'm also helping other people who are applying. So the the YC community is usually very proactive in terms of uh, bringing new people in and giving them access to to some kind of, never internal information, right, Um, but just information about how to cope with the questions and the application process. And um, yeah, we actually, um, in terms of our planning, (laughs) <laughs> We're a bit ambitious today because I see we have like three more minutes left. left, So we <laughs> have to speak at a virtual conference. Uh, so maybe let's talk about a couple of specific questions and also the video that you have to submit maybe in the next episode or the one afterwards. And uh, let's focus on uh, closing this off and getting our book recommendation out and um, transitioning to not being late for our virtual speaking gig.
0: Absolutely. So I take the lead for the book of the day. Um, I make it quite short in respect of time. Uh, it's Earth 5.0. Mm-hmm. Um, provoke the mm. future. It's a German author, um, actually from Cologne. Funny enough, um, his name is oh, Karl Heinz Um And if you are interested in kind of world's urgent problems like hunger, climate change, energy waste, uh, and how they can potentially be solved by by technology in the future, this will be a read, um, a great read. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about innovative solutions regarding the the sustainable development goals, which somehow were cool, but they don't really give a next action plan. And it helps to better understand how different segments and different themes of the world like hunger, um, economical changes work together um, and how digital solutions can be of great benefit to to solve some of those issues. Um, And it's been Mm. been a big read for me. Um, I can definitely recommend it uh, and and definitely support it in any way.
1: Nice. I I don't even know that. And that, that says a lot. (laughs) Usually I've heard of books, but uh, that sounds great. I'll put it on my list. And actually the quote I have to to close it off today is the the quote is from, uh, I'll probably butcher the name, uh, Jorge Luis Borges, who is an, uh, or was, I think, I don't know if he's still alive, an Argentinian uh, writer. And he said, Mm -hmm. I've always imagined paradise to be some kind of library and while i don't necessarily believe in like paradise in the religious sense i think one of the best places to be forever would be a library just getting to read all the books getting all the knowledge in and just enjoying spending time with all those brilliant authors great last words yeah i think that was a good uh, a good way to follow up on the book recommendation absolutely thanks mike for the chat thanks max have a good one